The Chicago Blackhawks have returned following a much-needed NHL All-Star break, and on today's episode, I'll get into some of the latest injury updates and the projected lineup for tomorrow's matchup against the Wild, and I'll also discuss when we could see Connor Bedard returning to action from his fractured jaw. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Do me a favor, go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman too, and make sure to go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account as well at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, quick reminder to everyone watching this video out there today to hit that like button, comment down below, and subscribe for Celebrini. That's the new motto here on the channel. And for all of the audio listeners out there as well, please help your boy out by rating and leaving a review and rating the show, preferably with five stars. That'll always put a big smile on my face. And also, got to let you know, today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by the Sleeper app, the go-to platform for daily fantasy sports. And right now, if you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, then you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with sleeper. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Again, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Feels good to be back, Blackhawks fans. I know it's been a little while since I posted an episode, but quite honestly, uh, it was a much-needed all-star break for you, boy. I was down in Mexico for the last nine days relaxing, resting up clearly, as you can see, getting a little bit of a tan on and just most importantly, getting away from this brutal Chicago weather and also a break from watching this brutally bad offensive Chicago Blackhawks team in their last game before the All-Star break, getting shut out once again to set a franchise record 20th straight loss after watching what this team had been doing recently. I kind of needed to get away, but does feel good to be back here on the show with all of you. And I'm rested up, relaxed, energized, and super ready to go to get on into the true second half of the regular season down the stretch. I know there isn't a lot of reasons to be excited about the second half for the Chicago Blackhawks, but a lot of opportunities for a lot of key players. Hopefully this team will be starting to get a little bit healthier. I'll be talking more about that during segment two. Uh, And also, hopefully, we'll be getting a return from 2023 number one overall pick, Connor Bedard, in the not-so-distant future. I personally didn't really watch any of the All-Star Weekend Blackhawks fans, considering there wasn't any Blackhawks representative uh, there that weekend, but I did get a feeling they were if possible, going to try to get Connor Bedard out there due to his marketability and his name value. And was cool to see him participate, passing the biscuit out there and uh, talking and chatting it up with Sidney Crosby. I'm sure that was a really cool opportunity for him, but quite honestly, didn't really watch all that much myself. But it does look like we're starting to see some serious progression here out of Mr. Connor Bedard as the Blackhawks return to practice at Fifth Third Arena on Monday. I'm recording this. 
I meant to record this actually on Tuesday morning, Blackhawks fans, but my microphone went absolutely kaputsk, and I'm now forced to be using my backup microphone here, recording for the second time of today's episode. Um, Blackhawks have been back at practice at Fifth Third Arena each of the last two days, and we've seen Connor Bedard wearing the green non-contact jersey sweater, but... Does look like he's making steps in the right direction as he's been clear to take slap shots out there. That was previously something that he wasn't able to do because uh, there were worries that he was going to clench down and kind of allow that injury to uh, potentially get worse, which is not what the Blackhawks want right now. Uh, but the latest, what we've been hearing uh, from the Blackhawks coaching staff is that Connor Bedard remains persistent, that he's getting close and is really trying to get back out there and uh, rejoin his teammates. He's vouching for himself, but again, this kid being the future of the franchise for the Blackhawks, uh, it's up to the doctors and there's no way they're going to allow him to return too early. But I do think we're probably a couple of weeks away here from Connor Bedard's return, and um, that's certainly going to aid in the Blackhawks' offensive woes getting a little bit better as the kid has been the best player for the Chicago Blackhawks at 18 years of age, 18 goals, 15 assists for 33 points in 39 games a season. The Blackhawks desperately need their top-line center back sometime soon. And if we're talking about dates here, Blackhawks fans, I think uh, – Two weeks is right around the timeline, if I had to guess. By the way, make sure to go and drop a comment right now as to your prediction when you think Connor Bedard is going to return the Blackhawks lineup. We'll see uh, when. I'm really interested to see how and when everyone thinks that is going to happen, whether we're on the same page. And maybe if someone guesses correctly, I'll give them a little bit of something, something special for free, maybe a giveaway or something like that. So make sure to go and hit that comment section down below. But as far as what I think, I've kind of outlined two potential target dates for when we could see Connor Bedard return to action. First and foremost, February 21st against the Philadelphia Flyers at the United Center. That is 15 days away from right here, right now, two weeks uh, later from the Blackhawks' first game back in the All-Star break when they take on the Minnesota Wild tomorrow evening. That's an 8.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop, by the way, Blackhawks fans. Do not forget, and that game will be on TNT, I believe. I know it's going to be nationally televised, so won't be on NBC Sports Chicago. A couple of mental notes to make, but two weeks after that game against the Wild, that's kind of the first day I think Connor Bedard has a chance to return against the Philadelphia Flyers. And then February 23rd against the Winnipeg Jets, also at the United Center, 17 days away from today. I think those are the two most likely dates in my mind. I've seen some people say February 25th against Detroit for the triple threat would be a really cool return for Bedard as uh, that's also the night the Blackhawks are set to retire Chris Chelios's sweater up into the UC rafters. And if healthy, Patrick Kane is uh, going to return to the United Center for the first time as a member of the Detroit Red Wings, along with good buddy Alex Dabrinkit. So if Connor Bedard does ultimately uh, wind up returning, um, wind up returning then, uh, that would be a really special night at the UC. But the, the timeline right now is two to four weeks. I, I would probably say he's closer to that two-week plateau, just knowing the type of guy Connor Bedard is. And I get it's not fully his decision. The doctors have to clear him, but I just think he's going to be itching. He's going to want to get back out there. Maybe they'll give him like what he was rocking uh, during the World Juniors, maybe the jaw collar, if you will, um, or the jaw protector. But I think February 21st, February 23rd, 
or, or two dates really to circle. I think the 25th against Detroit is even a little bit too far. I hope I'm right, Blackhawks fans, because I'm itching to see Connor Bedard back out there wearing the Blackhawks sweater. I know a lot of people out there are feeling the same. And it's been tough sledding for the Blackhawks without him. Now, they've been putting up some respectable fights, but golly, they cannot score goals. I really haven't seen anything like it. So hopefully we are not too far away from the return from number 98. The Blackhawks certainly need him, and uh, I know the fans at the UC would love to see Connor Bedard back in the not-so-distant future. And I think him returning at the United Center makes a lot of sense. I don't think that's, you know going to be what the Blackhawks are doing purposely, but I also don't think it wouldn't hurt in terms of the ticket sales if Connor Bedard was to return during a home game. So we'll ultimately end up seeing when he does return, but 14 to 17 days, I think is a pretty good uh, target date for when we could see Connor Bedard rejoining the Chicago Blackhawks lineup. All right, there is my guess as to when Betsy is going to be back for the Blackhawks coming up in just a moment here. I will get into some of the other injury updates that we've learned from the first two days of practice since the All-Star break down at Fifth Third Arena. But first, I got to talk to you all about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor Bedard, hey, I know it's maybe not likely, but he could return and still win the Calder Trophy for NHL Rookie of the Year. Austin Matthews could be on pace to score 60 goals here this season. And the Vancouver Canucks, the Winnipeg Jets, who would have thought are in the mix? They could be winning the President's Trophy. And you could be winning big right now alongside all of them by playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily contests. And they're so easy. All you have to do is simply select more or less for the stats provided for superstars such as Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl. Sleeper will provide you with projections of their goals, assists, shots, points, and more. And all you got to do is choose less or more in any given game. And again, you have the chance to win 100 times your cash. So start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could be winning real big. And right now, you can also go and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL in all caps. I'm a little rusty here, Blackhawks fans. Pardon me. Go and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL in all caps, and you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. Now, if you only want to deposit $50 or $20, Sleeper will still match you on that. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL in all caps and go and see Sleeper's terms of use right now for more details. Segment two, getting into some of the other injury updates that we got yesterday from the Blackhawks. Uh, Well, the first two days of practice following the NHL All-Star break, the Blackhawks. First one was on Monday morning. They were back at it again here this morning down at Fifth Third Arena. And yeah, we've got uh, a lot of updates here because the Blackhawks still have seven players currently on injured reserve. Connor Bedard, I just talked about him most importantly off the top, uh, but updates on another slew of players here. Anthony Beauvillier is someone who we've been seeing also wearing the non-contact green jersey prior to Blackhawks practice in the last couple of days alongside Mr. Connor Bedard. Um, But unfortunately, it seems like Beauvillier is still probably 
uh, a couple of weeks away. I would say Bedard's probably even closer than he is at this point in time because while he is out there skating, uh, Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times, one of the best in the business and a recurring guest here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, uh, noted that he saw Anthony Beauvillier still wearing a brace on his wrist and he hasn't even been cleared to shoot the puck yet. So while he is skating, that's a good sign. Still probably a couple of weeks away, and he hasn't played since January 2nd against the Nashville Predators, and has been decent since being acquired by the Chicago Blackhawks. Would be nice to get him back at some point in time here, uh, not too far in the future. Tyler Johnson was another guy who went down right before Beauvillier. Uh, Johnson last played on New Year's Eve against the Dallas Stars when the Blackhawks got absolutely shellacked. That's when they were just in that in that terrible injury swing. They lost Johnson uh, that game on New Year's Eve and their next game, they lost Anthony Beauvillier. But on the bright side, Tyler Johnson has actually been cleared to return from his foot injury and he will be in the Blackhawks lineup when they take on the Minnesota Wild tomorrow night. Stay tuned for segment three to hear exactly where he is projected to uh, place in the Blackhawks lineup. But good news, Tyler Johnson is coming back. The assist numbers have been down for him this year, but prior to that injury, he was one of the better goal scorers in the entire forward group. So would be really nice to get him back, probably a top six, at the very least, a top nine guy for this Blackhawks offense. So big to get him back, even though Anthony Beauvillier isn't quite ready yet. It also looks like Connor Murphy is nearing a return as well. He's been out since January 12th against the Dallas Stars as well due to a lower body injury. Uh, He's skated each of the last two days for the Blackhawks, and he was a full participant, it looked like, in practice here this morning, uh, not wearing the non-contact jersey. He was a full participant, so there is a chance that Murphy is going to be back on the blue line for the Blackhawks once again, and what a massive uh, re-addition to the lineup that would be for the Blackhawks, because without him, they've been so depleted on the right-hand side, and that's led to Jared Tenorti and Isaac Phillips being paired together. And those guys haven't had a lot of success with one another. Uh, Louis Crevier has had to get recalled up from Rockford once again. So that was unfortunate. There's no guarantee that uh, Murphy is going to play on Wednesday against the Wild as he actually wasn't involved in the defensive pairings during line rushes at practice here this morning, but definitely trending in the right direction. It looks like he could possibly make his return when the Blackhawks take on the New York Rangers on Friday night. So at least some positive news on that front. Looks like the Blackhawks are finally starting to get a little bit healthier. Uh, We don't have an update on Nikita Zaitsev, by the way, who's on injured reserve as well and haven't seen him at practice, I believe, or even before the last couple of days. So kind of interesting that there isn't any word on Zaitsev and we haven't seen him since the All-Star break. Feels like we should get an update on him before tomorrow's game, but uh, really interesting that there's no word on Nikita Zaitsev as of now. Uh, Last guy that I got to give an update on is Andreas Athanasiu, Blackhawks fans. What the heck has happened here? And I'll tell you, when Athanasiu first uh, suffered this groin injury, you know, there's, it's hard to find timelines and timetables for groin injuries because they can linger and you can tweak them. And it's obviously a key part of your lower body and skating in the game of hockey. So you never really know exactly how long a guy is going to be out with a groin injury, but I'll tell you what, I never envisioned Andreas Athensiu missing over three months and he's still battering that groin injury Blackhawks fans. The hope is for him to start skating soon, but that's kind of been the hope for the last like six weeks now. So really tough for Andreas Athens to see you. Um, 
The Blackhawks are still hopeful that he's going to play for them this season, but man, it's just been so odd. He's only played in 11 games this year, Blackhawks fans. Hasn't played since uh, November 9th against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which funny enough is the Blackhawks' last road victory. They've lost 20 in a row on the road without Andreas Athanasiu. I know Ben Pope made the joke about how uh, after that win against the Lightning, the next day at the beach, Philip Khrushchev got stung by a jellyfish, and maybe it's the curse of the jellyfish that is keeping the Blackhawks out of the W column on the road. It also could be the curse of uh, the curse of Andreas Athanasiu. I don't know exactly what to call it, but they haven't won a single road game since he's been out of the lineup as far as a potential timeline for him, again, this is just a straight gamble, but early to mid-March, like the Blackhawks said, they're hopeful he'll play again this year, but kind of shows you that he's still not very close. So, man, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that AA is going to be able to return to the lineup. The Blackhawks have certainly missed his speed all season long inside the top six and really stinks that we haven't seen him get an opportunity to play with Lucas Reichel this year. Not that, you know, it was a guarantee that it was going to lead to more success out of Lucas, but given what those two did together towards the end of last season, would have been nice to see them kind of build off of that this year. But even when Athens was healthy, they never got an opportunity to play together, which I thought was always weird, kind of continues on the odd handling of Lucas Reichel so far this season. That's another conversation I'll get into in segment three here in just a minute, but Andreas Athens still no we're close, but positive news on Tyler Johnson. He'll be back on Wednesday. Connor Murphy could be back on uh, Friday as well against the Rangers. And Anthony Beauvillier and Connor Bedard seem to be trending in the right direction and appear like they're going to return at some point here in the month of February. All right, there are some of the other injury updates from the Blackhawks that we've learned in the first two days back from the All-Star break. Coming up in just a moment here, Blackhawks fans, I will get into the forward lines and defensive pairings that Coach Luke Richardson rolled with here at Fifth Third Arena. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all of you who celebrate out there from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some Super Bowl bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or maybe even two or three, because not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, like the 49ers or the Chiefs, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, like Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, or Debo Samuel, how many points will be scored for each team, the over, under, and much, much more. Plus, If you're a new customer, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, to everyone who is still tuned into this point of today's episode, let me say thank you very much. If you can help your boy out, 
hit that like button, comment down below, and subscribe for Celebrini. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're an audio listener, please make sure to rate and review. And also, make sure to go and check out the new Locked On Sports today because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. Plus, our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Segment three, getting into the lines and pairings we saw the Blackhawks roll with. Kind of changed up a little bit from the first day, but that was a result of uh, Jason Dickinson. He took a maintenance day on Monday. He was back out there at practice here today. So the forward lines kind of switched up a little bit, but giving us a pretty good indication of what we could see when the Hawks return to action tomorrow night against the division rival Minnesota Wild. Up top, the top forward line, Nick Foligno, Philip Kurashev, Taylor Radish. Even with all the offensive struggles the Blackhawks have suffered through recently, I don't mind, (coughs) excuse me, I don't mind that trio being left together for the start here out of the all-star break because, I mean, look, taking a gander at the rest of the Blackhawks forward group, it's not uh, really jumping off the charts for you in terms of skill. So, and that trio has put together some good sequences over the last couple of weeks, maybe not getting the finished product, but I still think it's worthy of starting them together here post all-star break. Uh, The second line looks like it's going to be Colin Blackwell, Jason Dickinson, and Joey Anderson. Again, a trio that hasn't been getting the finished product very much lately, but neither has anyone on the Chicago Blackhawks, and no one's been better than this forward line, which is pretty hilarious because Colin Blackwell didn't even play until like a month ago, and he's been pretty sensational since returning. Jason Dickinson should have been the all-star for the Blackhawks. I mean, guy's a certified goal scorer, an absolute sniper. Don't know how he wasn't put into the all-star game. It still beats me. And Joey Anderson was a guy who started the season down in Rockford, and here he is, uh, maybe the best right winger on the Chicago Blackhawks right here, right now. It's pretty hilarious, kind of sad at the same point in time, but no doubt that that second line deserves to remain together for another game. The third line is still not what I want it to be. Lucas Reichel, Mackenzie Entwistle, Tyler Johnson. Now, I'm very, very thankful that Tyler Johnson is going to be playing with Lucas Reichel because he absolutely needs some skill there. But yesterday, when Jason Dickinson was out for a maintenance day, Tyler Johnson slotted in as the second-line center. Lucas Reichel was skating on the third line with Mackenzie Entwistle as his center and Ryan Donato as his right wing. And I had hopes that, oh, Dickinson comes back from his maintenance day. He'll slot in as the 2C. That'll bump Tyler Johnson down to the 3C. And then Lucas Reichel, hey, actually has some skill around him playing with Tyler Johnson and Ryan Donato. Still not the ideal situation, I think, for him. And listen, I get he hasn't been very good, but this entire Blackhawks offense has been bad. Like, why are we only punishing Lucas Reichel for that? I really don't understand it. And then today, uh, the Jason Dickinson returns. Tyler Johnson doesn't get bumped down to the 3C spot. Again, he's not really a center. I understand that, but Mackenzie Entwistle is still playing center in between Tyler Johnson and Lucas Reichel. And I just don't get this. It, it feels like a... I, I don't understand. Uh, an affiction? I don't know if that's the correct word, but it seems like Luke Richardson is wanting is unwilling to remove Lucas Reichel away from 
Mackenzie Enwistle is what I'm saying. Why have those two been playing together so consistently? It's not like they've been doing all that good together. And yeah, uh, Lucas Reichel finally had a good game in the last game before the break against Calgary while playing with Mackenzie Enwistle. Still, that is not the ideal center for him to be playing with. I just don't understand it, man. At the very least, put Lucas Reichel with Tyler Johnson and Ryan Donato, offensive-minded guys. I don't get it. Um, I think it would be a good opportunity to get him going here in the second half, but Luke Richardson clearly disagrees, and I'm not going to act like I know more than Luke Richardson, but I just don't really understand this decision whatsoever. Looks like Lucas Reichel is going to be playing with Mackenzie Entwistle once again when the Blackhawks return to action tomorrow, and I'm a Mackenzie Entwistle fan. Like This isn't a knock on Mackenzie Entwistle. I like Macro probably more than most Blackhawks fans out there. He's just not the center that Lucas Reichel should be playing with. I digress. I rest my case. I'll move on, but I'm really getting frustrated with this handling of Lucas Reichel. It's really reaching a boiling point here. And then the fourth line looks like it's going to be uh, Boris Kachuk, Zach Sanford, and that's where Ryan Donato bumped down. Like, why are we playing Donato on the fourth line, man? Like, I, I just don't understand that. Um, at least Boris is consistently getting reps. That guy undoubtedly deserves to be in the Blackhawks lineup night in and night out. Boris Kachuk could be a bottom six guy for this Blackhawks team moving forward, man. The way that he skates creates a lot of opportunities for himself, is physical, and when he's on, when he's having one of his nights, he has the potential to be one of the best players in the Blackhawks lineup, and you just haven't seen that from fourth-line guys in a long, long time from this Blackhawks squad, so... Love to see Boris Kachuk making the most of his opportunities and consistently being in the Blackhawks lineup. Looks like Rem Pitlick and Reese Johnson are slated to be the two extras for the Blackhawks tomorrow against the Wild. On the back end, I mentioned, doesn't look like Connor Murphy is going to be ready just yet. So the deep pairings will be Vlasic and Jones, who have just been uh, phenomenal and dominant together since Seth has returned from his injury. A true top pairing for the Blackhawks that we haven't had in quite some time. Looks like Kevin Korchinski is going to play with Jacob Megna. And I'll tell you what, this is the start of a big stretch of games for Jacob Megna. Off to a really good start to his Blackhawks tenure, but if he continues to build off of that and puts together a really second half, I have a hard time seeing the Blackhawks not keeping him for another season, which is going to be really interesting because I know uh, there's a little bit of a logjam on the left-hand side, but Jacob Megna has undoubtedly been excellent for the Blackhawks since being acquired from Seattle, which has been great. looks like he's going to be on the right side with Kevin Korchinski, and because Connor Murphy isn't back yet, looks like we're going to have to suffer through another game of the Jared Tenorti and Isaac Phillips pairing, which has been pretty dog water together, but again, Luke Richardson really doesn't have much of a choice with both Connor Murphy and Nikita Zaitsev out of the lineup. The only other option is Louis Crevier, and I don't think they want to be calling anyone else up from Rockford, so kind of is what it is until either Murphy or uh, Zaitsev are able to return, but doesn't seem like the Blackhawks are too far away from getting at least one of those guys back on the back end. All right, everyone. Feels good to be back. I think that's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show. Be sure to go and subscribe to the Locked On Blackhawks YouTube channel and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman 2 and make sure to check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow, everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you next time on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.